3: Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture, food, arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. Hey, who likes coffee? Who likes cocoa? Well, if you like both of those or one of them, join the Andersonville and Lincoln Square Ravenswood Chambers of Commerce in celebrating a first-time partnership for the coffee and cocoa crossover. Curated packages are now on sale that celebrate the collective local coffee shops, cafes, and businesses in each neighborhood. Packages are themed around coffee, tea, I left tea out of that uh, question I asked you there, and chocolate, and include at-home barista gadgets, local treats, a limited edition crossover mug, and redemption offers at participating locations. The Coffee Cocoa Crossover is part of Andersonville Heigfest this February. Purchase packages until February 18th at 12 p.m. Central Time and pick up locally February 19th or 20th. Purchase at lsr.market. That's lsr.market. The coffee and cocoa crossover. Now back to the Ben Jarofsky Show, live from my apartment and his attic.
1: Every Wednesday on the Ben Show, Monroe Anderson joins us
3: from his home
1: on the north side of Chicago after he's completed uh, a Tai Chi exercise. He's looking very fit, uh, fit as a fiddle from that Tai Chi. And uh, he's also conveniently posted a blurb on Facebook, which I will now read, uh, Monroe, which will serve sort of as our uh, cheat sheet. Uh, will a civil lawsuit against the crime, brother? <laughs> That's pretty good. The crime brothers, Trump and Giuliani succeed where the Senate failed the crime. I'm going to steal that line and use it, uh, Monroe. Uh, Succeed where the Senate failed. Can the NAACP lawsuits summon justice for their prominent roles in inciting the January 6th insurrection? Isn't it fitting that they're using a post reconstruction KKK law as a basis for the lawsuit? Yes, I'm adding We'll get into that in a little while. Is suing the right-wing liars claiming that the election was stolen the most effective tactic from here on out? Yes, that's me saying. Ben and I will discuss these and other uh, post-Trump legal strategies on his show. Uh, Excellent stuff, Monroe. But before we get to the brilliant move by uh, the NAACP, their lawyers, and Congressman uh, Benny Thompson of Mississippi, uh, I need to ask you, let's just talk about the impeachment failure, uh, the, the inability of the Republicans in the Senate to break free of MAGA, Monroe. Seven of them did. Seven of them broke free of MAGA. But 43 were so chicken, either for their physical safety or their re-election, or both, that they voted for the insurrection. Your thoughts, Monroe Anderson, on the impeachment vote that went down this weekend?
2: well approaching it from a the glass is half full or glass is half empty perspective uh, more republicans voted for impeachment than ever before where a party's president was um impeached Mm -hmm. and um usually is just straight along party lines in fact the first impeachment was a, was it was also a record uh, with one person, Nick, for, <laughs> for conviction. So so, impeachment is really 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 a political thing. Yeah, you know. And 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 the other thing is the the Republicans have been lying to each other for five years in a row. And so you, you can't expect them to suddenly uh, wake up and go, wow, that's not true. This is true. I mean, they, it, it's, it's thanks, thanks to Fox and uh, the late Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> uh, you, I mean, you, you've had this whole culture of lying among Republicans. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, there are, Trump still won't admit that he lost the race. Yeah. He's still running around talking about how he won an a landslide. There are, um, Ron Johnson, uh, of, um, Michigan mm. Senator Wisconsin. from Michigan, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, Wisconsin. He's running around lying. Uh, Lynn, uh, Lindsay, Lies sometimes yeah and then sometimes he he, he, he tells the truth it just, just depends on which side of the bed he woke up <laughs> on that morning yeah. if he has an invitation to play golf with, with Trump
1: uh, you mentioned Russell Limbaugh let's just briefly deal with this uh, I talked about this uh, earlier in the show just a little bit yeah. and I'm going to make a confession to you Monroe that I made already in the air and just get your reaction Uh, I suffer uh, from this (laughs) uh, way of life, a habit I have. Like when someone dies, I just. I can't say anything bad about them, even if I really detest them and everything, everything they've done in their lives, how they've lived their lives, what they've done with their life. It's just something, I don't know who put this in my brain. If you can't say something nice when someone dies, don't say anything at all. And it's like some old school thing that's so outdated. So let me ask you this. Do you suffer from that same syndrome? Uh, And if not, what are your thoughts on Rush Limbaugh?
2: Okay. First of all, I'm reminded of that great Moms Maybelye joke about her ex-husband, where she says, "Well, you're not supposed to say you're not supposed to say anything uh, bad about the dead. He's dead, good." <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I mean, that's a joke <laughs> or a half joke or something. But. Um, if 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 there had been no Rush Limbaugh, there would be no Donald Trump, mm-hmm. as we know him. I mean, Rush is what what's what stoked it and pumped it. Mm-hmm. And you know, he had millions of viewers. Yeah, I had heard about Rush Limbaugh a number of years ago because he's been doing this for thirty years or so. But I, I I'm I'm not a a talk radio listener as such, so WCPT you know, when you had the Ben Jiraski show. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but not a minute since. <laughs> not, 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 not a minute since. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but anyway, what I would do when I, when when I took road trips, for example, ten years ago, um, Joyce got got a new gallery in mm. in, um, in in Maryland. And so we would drive out to Maryland with her art that was going to be for sale. And there are sp- spots in the American landscape where there's no soul music. Can you believe that? Uh, <laughs> right. And so I would have to resort to listening to talk radio. And so periodically I listened to Rush just to see what the, the enemy was, was hearing. And it was amazing. And when you stop and think that these truck drivers and these farmers and these, quote, middle Americans, that's what they hear all day long. You know, salesmen who're traveling down the town. And, you know, Rush was lying back then. I mean, he's, you know, I think Trump took notes on that because he's doing basically the same thing. And they were the kindred brother spirits. Well, one thing
1: that I picked up uh, from the limited amount of Rush Limbaugh that I could tolerate uh, was the sense that people like Rush Limbaugh, as powerful as they were, as vast as their audience was, uh, were somehow or other the victims. And this martyrdom game is part and parcel of what drives MAGA. And you read it in the columns of like your good friend, Johnny Cass. Uh, You read it uh, in other right-wing columns. Uh, You know, the sense that they're they're being, uh, they're the ones who are picked on. They're the ones who are bullied. And they're trying to speak the truth, but they're constantly being canceled. And it would be, Monroe, Russell Moore would be saying this trash to, like you said, a vast audience. Just, I'm like.
2: At the same time, no, you, you know, have enormous it, power. It, it, Go. It's just—it's just like the war on Christmas. Uh, the, 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 those, those of us who are paying a little bit more attention, attention uh, have figured out that if there was a war and Christmas, Christmas won right? <laughs> everywhere uh, for for a uh, month. You know, we? We hit the Christmas season, and now it's gotten to where it's happening right after Halloween. We we have barely any time to celebrate Thanksgiving before it's, it's uh, Christmas. So I mean that is so ridiculous. What they do is they come up with these catchphrases and these lies, and then they just repeat them and repeat them and repeat them and repeat them. And yeah. what you got was the echo chamber. That's what I, I used to refer to it before it became magnified. I called it the echo chamber because... What you do is have Rush telling the lies and then um, Fox repeating the lies. And then um, from there there on out, it just became the word.
1: All right. Uh, let's move away from Rush Limbaugh. Just talking about gives me the creeps, <laughs> right. uh, you know, and uh, let's talk All about. Wait,
2: before we go, though, yes. this is what you, we have to consider.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Trump doesn't have uh, Twitter anymore. Mm -hmm. Rush is dead. Um, Fox is um, not telling nearly as many lies anymore because the um, companies that they were lying about uh, suing them for a billion dollars or so. (laughs) And so we may enter a new era where, well, we won't get the truth from the right, but they won't be lying as much.
1: I, I think you're being overly optimistic uh, on that last point. And I just view, we're not going to discuss this, but I watch with interest the, um, the, the, pos- the messaging going out by the right uh, regarding the, uh, the breakdown of uh, the electric grid in Texas and the fact that that cold snap in the uh, Austin area in Texas put so many people without heat. Uh, and they're blaming it on the Green New Deal. Right. And, oh, boy, Greg Abbott gets on TV, Governor Abbott, and uh, just pulls it straight out of the Rush Limbaugh playbook. Just it got, like, nothing to do with the Green New Deal. If anything, right. the Green New Deal would help it, but it's like they're sending a
2: constant message like, yeah, out to demonize. Go right, ahead. Like, the Green New Deal doesn't even exist. It doesn't even exist. It's like Antifa. It's, it's, it's something that our, doesn't exist. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a concept. And you would think, from the people who believe an embryo is a baby, that they would not um, attack a concept, something that's not even fully born yet, but they do, but no, they're going to, they will be doing this, but they won't be doing it as effectively and it will be questioned more. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, they they will always be lying because if you know if, you know, if their fingertips are moving, they're lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> they tweet their thumbs or something. So um, that will happen, but it won't happen as much and as repeatedly yeah. as it had before. Um, Dear Rush died.
1: Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on and talk about uh, Betty Thompson and his lawsuit uh, Congressman Betty Thompson I when I read that I immediately emailed you and I was thinking about you I just I thought it was uh, a very effective uh, lawsuit uh, and uh, that um, they were using a uh, a, a law a coup. That was designed to undercut the Ku Klux Klan, and from the 1870s, the Reconstruction era. Right, exactly. I just thought so much about it gave me something uh, optimistic. Uh, you know, I've been I've been really struggling, uh, Monroe, with the inability of the Republican Party uh, to defy MAGA, to defy Trump, and there's you know it's very scary because that a lot as we've talked many times, the Electoral College. Was very close in this last election, right? Uh, and the Senate is literally split fifty-fifty, and the the House margin for Democrats, I think, is ten. Um, yeah, and uh, so it's very close, right? And I get, and I, I've, I really am urging Democrats not to go to sleep. We talk about this all the right. time. Don't pull another Obama and go to sleep. Right. Uh, you got to keep working and thinking Except about the, re-
2: the, the. The reality is the Republican Party. Republicans, it's it's a dead party walking. I mean, they're on their, you know, they, they're split right now. Uh, there, there are people to, to, um, left of them who want a new party. There are people right of them, if you can imagine that, that want a new party. Uh, they're not happy with each other at all. You have Mitch and Trump um, in, in, in a um, battle of the yeah. bullies. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not a it's not a good time for them. All right, let's go back to
1: that. Uh, we'll get to the Mitch versus Trump thing because I got a question for you on that. Uh, right. Mitch McConnell his battle with Donald Trump and vice versa. Uh, so your thoughts about the lawsuit and what uh, Benny Thompson and NAACP are doing, and it's a I, I took encouragement because it was a sign that at least some sectors of our country were just not going to roll over.
2: Well, yeah, okay. Trump okay. Is, yeah, is, yeah, right. okay. this is This is what you have to consider: is that Black Americans have been active in in in, in this battle since the fifties, and so I mean, this is just our our natural situation because, unlike the right, who are um, making up. Um, insults and disadvantages and what have you because their feelings are hurt that they won't have as much power as they've enjoyed for 400 years or so. Uh, we have been fighting for um, equality and opportunities. And, and, and we're, we're fighters by nature. I mean, this is just what you have to do if you're Black in America. And the difference now from, say, 30 years ago, is we do have power. So before you could run over us and screw us or what have you, but we have power now. Some, some, of, the, some of the judges who have ruled against Trump were Black. The, uh, you have um, attorneys, prosecutors in Georgia, in New York, who are Black women uh so it's it's i mean you can be racist at your own peril now because yeah and the
1: significance of those attorneys in new york uh and georgia that they're the ones who are initiating some of the lawsuits against donald trump and uh, right Right. particularly in georgia very interesting the fact that they're investigating the possible well i mean i don't know what else to call it but out and out intimidation and extortion, where he calls up the secretary of state and says, Find me the votes, I need to win.
2: Right, <laughs> right, right. If uh, if Trump were a, a um, Chicago Democrat, he'd be in jail by now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with, uh
1: with your old employers at the Chicago Tribune, uh, cheering yeah. on,
2: right, you exactly, know. leading the charge, you leading know. the oh, yeah, charge.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so I I uh, I hear what you're saying, and 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 I uh, I took um, and I don't know it was a, it was a moment of optimism, and I really appreciate Betty Thompson, seventy two year old congressman from Mississippi, pointing so out these
2: are all civil rights. This is what you have to remember. These are all civil rights era participants. As, as young men, they were in the battle. And um, they haven't retired, and in fact, now they're seeing these different opportunities, and they realize that they have the muscles, and they're using them, and that that will only continue. So, um, and, and and Trump and Giuliani um, picked the wrong <laughs> fight this time.
1: Yeah, Trump. They they were just see they got so used to saying anything they wanted to say, right. Monroe. No consequences whatsoever. Right. And now suddenly looks, there might be consequences.
2: Oh, there there will be consequences. Maybe I, I unfortunately we won't see Trump in a, a an orange jumpsuit, I don't think. Although he should be in one. But and, but he will be he will suffer financially. His business are in trouble already know, but sending him to jail, which is what I want to see and nancy, nancy Pelosi or to see if you'll remember right before she she uh before she last year year before last when she was hesitant about the first impeachment uh you know they were saying, well do you want to you want to see trump impeached? she said, i want to see Trump in jail <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> so <laughs> And I would too however, this is a problem if okay, we know Trump's a crook. We know he's he he incited the insurrection to try to try to steal the election. However, if they actually, Send him to jail, not instead of putting him on house arrest, which could happen. But if they actually send him to prison, then what are they going to do with the Secret Service guards Protector? <laughs> are, are, are they going to tell Ronnie the Rump Ranger to back off? of <laughs> soap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I uh, you you mentioned that to me when we were talking before. I hadn't even thought of that. If Donald Trump goes to prison, uh, which is I do believe I'm with you, it's very unlikely scenario. Uh, but if Donnie Trump went to prison, would he still get Secret Service protection right. while in prison? Right. I, I'm right. wondering about that, you know.
2: Right. Well, maybe uh, some of the prison guards, that would be their job.
1: Yeah, that would be there to protect uh, Donald Trump. All right. Well, there's a. We'll be following that case uh, for a while, and I'll probably uh, ask um, Jim Coogan to come on to do a bonus uh, interview on it because it is a fascinating case using a Reconstruction-era law uh, to go after Donald Trump. Yeah,
2: I think it was 1879.
1: Yeah, it was just afterwards, and and the whole point of the law, the purpose of the law, was to prevent, like, well, they wouldn't
0: landshigs, yeah.
1: Well, it was it was to prevent uh, fascists like the KKK—I don't know what you call right. them back then—from uh, right. intimidating uh, congressmen uh, into, uh, you know, doing their duties, keep them from doing their duties with physical intimidation, violence. Exactly what the insurrectionists were up to on January six, right? Uh, and so that's the whole purpose of the law, and it's yeah, it, uh, well it, over on
2: January years old. six. What they were trying to do. Was uh, make null and void millions of, of black voters. You know, we said we wanted Biden, and they said, "No, you don't get Biden. You get to keep Trump." Yeah, and we, and we will quote overtake the capital to yeah. make sure that happens.
1: Absolutely, and let's let's be clear on this before we move on uh, to our next topic. And this is something that Monroe point makes every time he's on the show. Those objections that Giuliani and the other Trump lawyers uh, were focused on, those uh, precincts, those wards, those voting districts were black voting districts. They essentially were asking officials in Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Georgia to throw away millions and millions of black votes.
2: It It, was. Treat us like jelly beans. Yeah, you throw away the black ones.
1: <laughs> well put, well put. All right, uh, let's move on. We'll be talking about this uh, for a while, I know. Let's move on to, uh, you already mentioned this, Mitch McConnell versus Donald Trump. Uh, the uh, heavyweight champion fight among uh, Republicans. Uh, Mitch McConnell ripped Trump. Uh, in a speech on the floor before voting to acquit him, which was one of the great weasel moves of all time.
2: Uh, And I think he voted to acquit him first and then ripped
1: him. Okay, there you go. Okay. Uh, And then... He uh, had his priorities. Yes, he had his priorities. And then Daddy Trump uh, weighed in, I think it was yesterday, lost track of time, ripping Mitch McConnell. Uh, A
2: long long letter he wrote. Because... He can't tweet. So the letter was the equivalent of like 30 tweets or something, you know, if you counted all the, the captions. But uh, he talked, he, he, he had one of the things which was really interesting is that he pointed out that um, Mitch's wife, he, uh, Elaine Cho, is it? Yeah. It, it's from China. And her family is wealthy and connected, and what have you, and that because of his connection with her, that he was pro-China and um, not for America first, and etc. Not mentioning or considering that he hired her, Trump, yeah, her. you know, So and she was and she was with him up until it became obvious that. No, she was in Trump's
1: cabinet, exactly. and she left the cabinet. We talked about this, and yeah. I I was so frustrated because I was like, invoke the Twenty Second Amendment to boot Trump out of office. Come on, right. Pence, do it! And right. all of a sudden, all these cabinet uh, members started leaving because right. I thought they were too chicken to take the stand against Trump. But she was one of them who left.
2: Yeah, and they were too chicken. Yeah. You know, and, and part of the chicken is because. Trump has 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 taken over the Republican Party. I think he has 80 percent backing right now. And so if you are going to be a Republican, you have to be um, either country first or party first. Mm -hmm. But you can't be both. As, as we've seen, which has happened. And most of these people, I mean, I, I think he signed a secret oath as a Republican that you're going to be greedy at all times. <laughs> you're going to lie, cheat and steal and, and you, to be part of the party f- faithful.
1: All right. So no ducking and dodging with this. OK, if it was an election and you had a choice, and you have no other choice, you can either vote for Mitch McConnell or Donnie Trump. Who do you vote for?
2: Uh, <laughs> talk about the lesser of 2 evils. <laughs> but I, I think I have to go with Moscow Mitch. Oh,
1: and why is that?
2: Uh, because he doesn't have the cult following that Trump does. Yeah. You know, the reason, the, 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 the reason that he did not vote against Trump, vote to convict Trump, was because he wants to keep his, his, his people in line. And if he went against Trump, then he would no longer be a Republican leader. Mm-hmm. I mean, had he voted to, to convict Trump, um, they would have gotten rid of him by now, well, probably, you know I mean, what? they're punishing they're eating their own as yeah. it is. uh it, it,
1: that that's a that's a very uh, compelling point that I hadn't thought of Monroe uh and that is i when i when I first thought about it I go Mitch McConnell you're you're really old, you're in your 80s, so you're not gonna be living forever. uh you just won re-election so you don't have to face the voters. Until 2026, Lord knows what the world will look like in 2026, and maybe you won't run for re-election anyway because, like I said, you're really old. So why why the why do you feel compelled
2: of, uh, of 22 of next year? He he is hoping against hope, I think that um, the Republicans will take back the Senate and he will once again be uh, Senate Majority Leader and he can put some more um, incompetent right-wing judges Mm -hmm. on the federal court.
1: Uh, I think you're absolutely right, by the way. And that just goes to show you uh, how predominant Trumpism is in the Republican Party, that Mitch McConnell himself feared that he would be ousted as the Senate leader of the Republicans if he were to vote with Mitch Romney, uh, with Mitt Romney, excuse me, uh, to uh, convict Donald Trump. So he had to, he had to play it both ways. He had to uh, criticize Trump to distance the party from Trump or at least distance himself from Trump.
2: Well, he's trying he wants, he, he, you know, if, if he could hire an assassin, to bump Trump off and not get caught. That's probably what he would do. I mean, because Trump is is hurting the party. Mm-hmm. So this is, the problem is, okay, this is the, the dilemma Mitch has right now, is that you have all those that MAGA mob out there who love Trump's dirty drawers. But then you have all the contributors, mm-hmm. rich bankers and billionaires or what have you who have gotten to a point where they say, this is enough for Trump. You know, this is hurting our business and our image and what have you. So we're not going to make any contributions to uh, the, the party, until until Trump is out yeah, of the picture.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really hard. hard. Yeah. Uh, and I know you've been following us. Uh, Adam Kinzinger has been releasing letters that he's received from Congressman Adam Kinzinger, one of the few congressmen uh, who openly defies Trump, talks about taking the party away from Trump. Uh, he's been censored, uh, reprimanded, uh, castigated by the uh, Republican officials but not only that he's got these really whacked out uh, relatives who send right. him his letters saying he's in the devil's army that he's right. been brainwashed right <laughs> leave it to Repu- leave it to trumpsters to f- try to flip the coin they're the cultists they're going around saying the other side is
2: hey, well uh, I mean, not, not only that but um, he's going against God yeah because they because you know, they' they're, they're part of the the uh, so-called religious folks who love trump yeah so since god, god yes yeah, since, since since um god trump is god's choice uh, then uh he's, he's going against god's will even
1: that that just shows the uh, challenges republicans are facing and as i said earlier in the show i'm not really weeping over them uh they brought it on uh, themselves very much yeah. i'm with you if I had to choose, if someone said, that's it, Ben, you got to choose one or the other. I would vote for McConnell over Trump. Uh, but I wouldn't be happy about it. I've had some decisions like that on the local level, Monroe. I don't know, you know, some like local all decisions down to the years that uh, have almost been as bad for me and as difficult for me. All right, uh, let's move on and uh let's talk oh, about uh, uh
0: hi monroe i have a, i have something to add actually hi monroe i'm fine so good well basically i just read i read a couple of days ago from the kentucky courier journal it involves ms mcconnell the republican legislature of kentucky is trying to strip the governor of kentucky who's a democrat of his powers to appoint someone to the senate because as you said earlier, McConnell is not no spring chicken, and they're going to try to pass the bill. And McConnell endorsing this bill in the Kentucky legislature to try because if McConnell dies or Rand Paul gets basically kicked out, the governor is a Democrat and he gets to point his assessor. Right. right. And they're trying to strip the power of the governor, who's a Democrat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's because Republicans.
0: Mm -hmm. They they
2: they 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 bring an AK fifteen to a (laughs) gunfight. Whereas whereas, you know, we have a six shooter, only a couple of bullets in it. And it's not a they they don't play fair. They're back shooters. I mean they're just they will do anything to keep power.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah, Uh, I uh I saw that uh, measure, Frank. I think it was you that sent me the article. Maybe it was somebody it was. else. And uh, it, 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 it's, it's really remarkable uh, how uh, the Republican Party, um, everything is a tactic for them. Everything is a strategy. They've just completely thrown away anything resembling a principle. Right. Uh, and this is why I cannot urge Democrats enough to b- remain vigilant not fall asleep, not pull that old, there are no red states, there are no blue states, because uh, Monroe, you, yeah. you said it so well, it's a constant fight for them. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, but you also have you always, there's always a couple of Democrats that are on the wrong side of history. You know, you have um, Joe Manchin? Manchin? Yeah, Manchin.
0: And Person Cullinan. Huh? Carson Sillman so, and Joe Manchin are the two that are exactly. really opposed to the filibuster. Right. Exactly. The, filibuster.
2: the filibuster. Right, exactly. And we don't need it. We need to, there is a limited time. We don't know whether it's two years, four years, but there's a limited time that we have this power. And we need to use it in a way that will prevent the Republicans from misusing power in the future
1: yeah I, i'm with you and i'll close it with this i was going to ask you about the black panthers i'm going to hold off until next week have a discussion about the black panthers which i really want to have with you uh the new movie judas and the black messiah you haven't seen it yet so i'm going to wait for you to see it and we, maybe uh that's your assignment for the weekend monroe yeah. to okay. watch it uh and talk about it talk do about I, the
2: significance do i get a bonus tag for that
1: Yes, <laughs> you, uh, yeah, yeah, you should. have. Yeah, that's right. That's
2: considered overtime. <laughs>
1: but, OK, you already didn't read the article that I sent you the other day, but then you had to read it today. You had to like cram for the today's class by reading the well, article. I knew
2: like, all this stuff in the article.
1: Anyway, yeah.
2: yeah right.
3: uh, so, yes. Yeah,
1: As uh, guests of the Show know, and Monroe knows this better than most, uh, there are reading assignments and watching assignments uh, when you're a guest on the show. And definitely for you, it's a watching assignment. But you would like it anyway, I think. No, Uh, I started
2: it. I just um, fell asleep on it. Don't. Midnight.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, folks, don't take that as a negative critique because it was really late at night and Monroe right. had spent the entire day smoking reefer and he was really
2: exhausted. Was just no, I, I, had I, I, was, I, I had Tai Chi that day. Oh, he had, ta- he had two extensive <laughs> classes of Tai Chi. All right,
1: so we're going to hold off on the Black Panther uh, conversation uh, to the next time you're on the show, but I will close with this. Uh, I always I'd like to bring in a little local uh, political discussion with you uh, because um, your expertise uh, is Chicago, as I always like to point out. You were former press secretary to uh, Mayor uh, Eugene Sawyer. Uh, you were a big supporter of Lori Lightfoot early on, and uh, I know you have mixed feelings about the schools. You point out the need to open them and the concerns that uh, teachers and other employees uh, have about them. Lori Lightfoot gave an interview in the New York Times the other day. We've talked about it a lot on the show where she was basically pounding her chest and saying, only she only an all powerful mayor could do anything as daunting as taking on the horrific Chicago teachers union and forcing the schools open. So the school children could be educated. Uh, I, Monroe. I thought it was a pretty arrogant Position to take. Not unusual for Chicago mayor, okay? Unlike yeah. the one mayor you represented was the one humble mayor we've ever had in the yeah, city of right, Chicago. Exactly. Uh, he was too, uh, too humble. A lot of good it did him, but he was humble. Yeah, right, so exactly. facing. And with each passing year, I respect and admire Eugene Sawyer more. But what was your reaction? I found it a very autocratic and uh, arrogant statement. What's your reaction to it?
2: My reaction is that you should pick a side. <laughs> By that, I mean, you complain about Obama not being arrogant and assertive enough, for example, with, with with the stimulus money that he sent out to the states. He didn't, as Trump would have done, as Mayor Lightfoot would have done, it would have been the Obama stimulus project signs all over from coast to coast instead of just... Huh, roads are getting done, <laughs> people not knowing it. And in fact, in some instances, Republican governors who had voted against the stimulus bill taking credit for the roads. So either you want that, which you and I have complained about jointly, or you want the other, which is, oh, I I, I personally shoveled all the snow, <laughs> yeah. you know because of me. I have to give
1: you credit. That was a pretty good comeback. Ladies and gentlemen, he was the number one student at, uh, Roosevelt high school in Gary, Indiana. He still got it. That counter punch. Uh, that's a pretty good comeback. It's the best comeback I've heard, uh, on this. Uh, I'll just point out that when, when I wanted Barack Obama to take uh, credit for things, uh, he was fighting this, uh, Rush Limbaugh led uh, Tea Party Republicans, whereas uh, Lori Lightfoot is, uh,
2: has ben created Garofsky, as a film. he's fighting this Ben <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. All right, Monroe,
1: I want you to stay safe and sound and I don't want any talking and dodging. I don't want to hear that the the dog ate your TV. I want your assignment. I'm going to send you, uh, your wife, Joyce, uh, a text, urging her to watch it as well, uh, so that next week we get to discuss the Black Panther movie, all right?
2: We can talk about the Black Panthers next week. Very good. All right, that's
1: the legendary, the great Monroe Anderson, every Wednesday in the Benjarowski Show. D, you got any updates before we head out that door?
3: Monroe, Monroe. Monroe. Always a good time with Monroe Anderson. All right, joining us today is live stream listener Ben Jarofsky Show devotee, the one, the only Frank. Hello. hello yes. Hello. Hello. What's happened, Frank? All Nothing right. Much. Uh, I just wanted to ask you real quick. You've been following our show for a while, uh, even on the WCPTA uh, 20 days. Oh yeah. And-
0: I've been following. Actually, I've been following way before CPT. I've been following Ben and since since. First Tuesday, the first Tuesday I ever went to, it was Will Gazardi, who just won the primary, not the general yet. Kristen Mitchell, and she was this young lobbyist. I forgot her name.
1: Adrian Alexander.
0: Adrian Alexander, yeah, that's her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were on the panel. I've been going ever since, except for now. I've been going to the virtual ones. I've been going to the virtual ones because of this pandemic. Mm-hmm.
3: And, Frank, it's always good having you on. And, you know, um, you. also, uh, when Ben was, well, fired from WCPTA 20, Frank actually uh, got a petition going. Isn't that right? Yes.
0: Yes, it is. I got so many. That petition really went viral. I got Susanna Mendoza, Lori Lightfoot, State SDG, all of your people. I got Jacob Kaplan, to the <laughs> it. I got everybody. And Susanna Mendoza even signed it. Lori signed it, and I think Amara Enya even signed it too. Like everybody signed it. Everyone, it just went viral throughout left Twitter and Facebook
3: yeah yeah and uh, that's awesome thank you for doing that we didn't ask you to do that by the way we did not ask frank to do that uh so uh, you know no, we... i
0: just decided to do it on my own because i'm a fan
3: <laughs> well you're a devotee to the program we appreciate yes. it that's why we're having you on today and uh you know we'll have you on again next time <laughs> next time we got to check that audio you're coming in a little hot today pal we're gonna oh, sorry. We're, well, that's this all right no worries my... we were trying
0: it's, try... just, it's, just, it's... Just my computer, that's all. Behind the
3: scenes, we Probably. were working at it, trying to get it fixed. This is the best we're going to get you for now. But next time you come on, we'll work all that right. audio, make sure you sound all good. Right, that's fine. But uh, now Frank has always wanted us to play a piece of audio on the Ben Jarofsky Show. <laughs> and we have him here. <laughs> and I have the audio. Uh, so it's uh, some Blago audio from quite a few years ago. And uh, Ooh, this is a gem, this ad. So, Frank, I'm going to let you channel your inner David Glowatz. We call him Mr. City Council Mr. Bike. I'm going to allow you to channel your inner David Glowats. I have the audio. Pitch it to me, pal.
0: Okay. This is a ad uh, that has been, I discovered when I was a teenager and has been around on YouTube for years of Rob Bogoyevich. It's just, It went, it's from 2002. It was a radio ad he did trying when he ran for governor targeting the black community in Illinois. And <laughs> It's uh, now it's what you just
1: do a, is you go, uh, what you should say to do your inner Dave Glowatts. You go,
0: uh, this
2: it is, the is, clip, it's, it's a
0: hoot, people. Just get a hold of this. Moving <laughs> Illinois forward means so much to me. I'm tired of those Republicans, they really don't care about me. That's why I'm gonna make that switch. to LeGoyevich. Mama, who is Rob Legoyevich, Vet? You mean Rob Legoyevich, baby. That's who we're voting for for Governor of Illinois. Then he'll be Governor Rob Lago. I can't say it. I couldn't either until I found out his plan for our community. What's his plan? To bring in more businesses and good-paying jobs. I think I like Rob Legoyevich. Gr- 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 and he plans to make it so everyone can afford health care. Big Mama, too? Yeah, baby. He's going to help take care of Big Mama, too. Rob Blagojevich is also going to bring up those reading scores in the Illinois Public Schools. I like Rob Blagojevich. The more you know about him, the easier it is to say. Blagojevich. Paid for by Blagojevich for governor. Frank, why the hell did you have me play this? <laughs> <laughs> He, we elected him
1: with that ad. All right. So let me just take a deep dive in that one, Frank. Uh, and that ad was when he was first running. And the great challenge... Two, uh, the 2002. Great challenge, 2002. Uh, he was first running, I should say, for a statewide position. He was already a congressman. But the great challenge that Rob Ogoyevich faced, among the probably the greatest challenge, was that name. And folks see that just big long and penetrable name and it was kind of intimidating and scary i know this because i've had a name like that i've been dealing with jorofsky my whole life as a name so i, I hey, understand please, my last name th-
0: i like you my last name is lucchese soto so i have t- a hyphen and last name so it's long yeah i don't so even so try Italian. i don't even try
3: to pronounce your last name dude frank it's Luke. Yeah, it's just go. Luke Casey. Like, when you see Luke Casey, Frank's last name,
1: <laughs> there's a bunch of C's. There's <laughs> oh, an L-U- H in the middle of it.
0: I'll spell uh, it for you. Okay. It's L-U-C-C- H-E-S-E hyphen Soto, (laughs) S-O-T-O.
1: Okay. So if you were running for governor, your political operatives, your strategists would say, Frank, the first thing you got to deal with is you got to neutralize that name. You have to make that name an asset. And so what this is, in some ways I got to give them credit. So in this particular uh, campaign, I think I actually know the person who, did uh this commercial i'm not going to say it because i'm not 100 sure but i sure i recognize the style so the first thing you have to do is confront the notion that it's a scary name so you have the mom and the daughter and they're having a conversation she's stumbling over the Bulgoyevich name and the mom keeps correcting her very effective way i think of just like reinforcing the notion that it's not scary it's not as alien as it looks uh it's it's something that could be reassuring but the things, his plans are just so vague. It's just so classic political talk, uh, Frank. When I was listening to this again, like the plans, he's going to bring up reading scores. How the hell like, is the governor of Illinois going to, you know what I'm saying? It Like, by the way, uh, did not do a good job on that. Just the you notion. It's
0: funny how, it's funny how, Judy Mark Pinka had much more of a career over him. I mean, she, I mean, even though she died after Wayne in 2014, but it would have been interesting if she got elected in 20, 2006 instead of him, how, if he would have, it was just, it would have been interesting Let's see.
1: I'm, I'm partly responsible for that. Uh, in 2006, I confess I voted for Rob Bogoyevich in 2002 Oy, by th- I have to vote. I, yes, you're a baby. I, uh, as I pointed out to Frank, he's roughly my daughter's age. Uh, hey, uh, I'm
0: thirty-one in June.
1: Uh, Still a young man, but the point is, so 2006. When, by the time Rob Ulogovich came around for a second time, I was like, no, I'm through with Rob Ulogovich. But I couldn't bring myself. To vote for Republican, I have this thing about Republicans. I've been. Did you vote idiot. for Rich Whitney, yes. the Green Berry? Party guy? Yes, I got to give you credit, Frank. What a political—my oh God, you guys he are knew. nerds. <laughs> mm-hmm. He knew who was running on the Green. I voted for Rich Whitney, and I got a lot of heat. I think Monroe was giving me grief about that vote. Uh, he's not here right now, uh, but I think he was because he would be teasing me that, uh, Yo, Ben, you voted for Rich, Rich Whitey. And uh, he put that in my head, that Rich Whitney was Rich Whitey. And, I, uh, man, I've struggled, uh, by the way, ever since. Whenever I want to say Rich Whitney's name, I kind of always give myself, say the end, say the end, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so I did not vote uh, for Judy Bart to pick. I voted for the Green Party candidate. Uh, and I think I have to take a look. I don't know if a Green Party was enough, uh, if all I the Green think Party from voters. From what
0: I've read, and he got at least 10% of the vote.
1: Yes, I mean, he, he did because of, he he got that margin uh, because the what, Green Party became a certified uh, a party for a while in the state of Illinois. Right. So, uh, but that Rob McCoy, uh commercial, Frank, thank you for drawing it to my attention. Oh, it's so welcome. priceless as a relic of who Rob Goevich is, and he's such, now he's on
0: Cameo. He, he's now on that app Cameo. Basically, you can pay money to have him wish you a happy birthday. Oof.
1: Or maybe he can recreate that commercial for you. Happy birthday, and he'll sing that song. That little jingle... And the mom reassuring the daughter that Rob Blagojevich is gonna bring up those reading scores is uh, one of the more laughable things I've heard. Uh, And now let me just remind everybody that Rob Blagojevich, of course, is one of the leading uh, Trumpsters uh, in the state of Illinois. I'd say he'd be on that list of uh, Republicans who could become gubernatorial candidates. But as Frank points out to me, uh, when he was impeached, when Rob Bogoevich was impeached back in 2000, and what was it, nine or 10? Yeah, uh, I think nine. Yeah, uh, the the uh, the legislature also passed uh, a, a resolution barring him from running for office. So it's not going to happen. But I still think he's exceedingly popular among MAGA. Probably more popular at this point uh, than that state senator Paul Schmeck, who uh, just announced his campaign for government. Yeah, basically, Pritzker
0: <laughs> owes a solid to to Trump because if it wasn't for Trump, basically saying. Yeah, I'm mean, going part of him. Basically, I always feel like when Trump said that, Ronald was like, "Son of a bitch!" And just like, <laughs> take the ads off, take the ads off. Because as soon as Trump did that, you, you notice those those Pritzker blogo ads just disappeared. Yes, you never saw again on TV because because Trump basically certified saying that Bogoevich is now my guy.
1: And we will close where we started. That is the struggle, the challenge, and I'm not crying over it, that the Republican Party is facing right now because when Donald Trump has so much control over your party. A grifter and a con artist like Donald Trump has so much control over your party, you've lost all credibility. And the one thing that the Republicans have been trying to do all these years, as Frank points out, is position themselves as a party that stands up for a quote, unquote, and I have this in quotes, because it's so absurd, good government in Illinois in the face of democratic machine overreach. And Blagojevich was the poster child for all that was corrupt about democratic politicians in the but state he, and, he and then when donald trump his ed- father-in-law when, yes richard mel when donald trump endorsed spikovic the way he did let him out of prison the way he did it just showed that the republican party had just thrown away like the last 20 years or last 10 years of their political posturing and now they're in the desert and i really don't care at also,
0: all i honestly if you watch the netflix series oh god uh trial by media the last episode is all about Blagojevich. I honestly get why he got the 15 years because it makes it very clear because he's such an arrogant. He just kept pissing off the judge, basically, like you've always said, thumbing his nose. Basically, the judge made a, basically made, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's uh, basically made not a mockery, but basically made a man. Uh, no, I I can't think of the word. No, he made a mockery of
1: the process. He he made fun of the judge. He he thumbed his nose at the uh, the prosecution. Uh, and uh, yeah, they were ready to make him pay. I I understand why they did what they did. I understood what the what compelled them to do it. I still think it was an unjust sentence. Frank, we're out of time. You're we gotta right. leave. Thank you very much for coming on, and thank you very much one You're more welcome. time. For uh, all the support you've given uh, me and Dr. D down uh, through the years, from the moment we were on the station, to the moment we got fired from the station, <laughs> to the moment we returned here uh, on um, uh, with our podcast. I want to thank Monroe Anderson uh, every You're Wednesday. Welcome. He does an outstanding job. Thank you, Frank. And of course, the man, the myth, the legend, the pride and joy of, of Alton, Illinois, without whom the show would be possible. And as Frank, Monroe, and Mitch McConnell will tell you, Back home and all, they call him Doctor D. Give yourself a raise, take it out of petty cash. See you tomorrow, everybody.
2: I'm a that's right.